0: That's good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You guys doing all right in the glory? (laughs) It's like a baptism of joy today. Glory. We thank you, Father, for this time together in the praise and worship of the name of Jesus Christ, the name above every other name. And at that name, let every thing named in heaven and earth and under the earth bow right now in Jesus' name. (laughs) Thank you, Father. We take authority over the devil and the accuser of the brethren himself and we cast him out of our midst by the living waters outflowing from our spirit in jesus name glory it's a good day to be in the glory oh we love you lord shocking new measurements of joy shocking new amounts of grace the holy spirit was saying to me as we were getting started today He said, going from glory to glory is growing in grace. The joy beaming through your face. You've heard of Malachi. where he says that the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in his beams. (laughs) His rays of light heal from the night and all liars will be silenced and the beast will blaspheme no more that's what God has in store for those who love him a promised land within that'll be manifest on the outside as it is on the inside what is that on earth as it is in heaven that you'd have the same realm of glory in your spirit as you have around your body. Wrapped in glory in the Lord's day was the apostle's story. I was raptured in the spirit in the day of the Lord. And he caught me up and showed me all kinds of mysterious things in heaven that I proclaim to you now. And it's going to take about 2,000 years. Apostle John in Revelation, 2,000 years to expound on what the great Apostle saw in heaven with the angels, with the cloud of witnesses, with God the Father's glory, with the glory of Jesus, with the glory of the angels, with the glory of the seven spirits of God. With the glory of the great glory on the throne. And everyone lauded Him gloriously. And everyone in the temple shouts glory continuously. Glory. This light is our salvation. Jesus Christ said in the Bible that I am the light of the world. In me there is no darkness at all. Aren't you glad he got himself into your body? That there's a part of you in your spirit that has no darkness in it at all. That's the part where Jesus dwells. He wants to take territory in your spirit, in your soul, in your brain, in your thought life, in your bones, in your will. He wants to increase his will. And let us decrease our will. What did the Lord say? Not my will, but yours be done. That's how we have fun in the sun and get undone from religion. In the midst of wild animals, no doubt. There's one right there, Jesus. He's the wildest one of all. Ha <laughs> ha you know why so we don't have to live submitted to the fall that's why he's wild through it all freedom from the fall freedom from the devil freedom from madness freedom from demon possessed people attacking us non-stop for 20 years peace within our walls Peace within Jerusalem, peace in our souls, the God of peace, crushing all 200 million demons through human flesh and blood, because that's where they are, if you haven't noticed. Some more discreet, some more obvious. Some people can discern the obvious ones. Some people can't even discern the obvious ones. They think it's just a human being acting crazy we need discernment which is wisdom discernment is wisdom if you don't have wisdom you can't tell if it's just a human being's brain or a demon controlling their soul and it's usually both it's both the brain being all chemically out of balance you know there's a natural manifestation for spiritual possession The natural manifestation of the spiritual possession of Christ was the glory cloud of God. Was signs, miracles, and wonders, deliverance for the gathering demoniac. Deliverance for the woman at the well having five husbands. And the man she's living with now is not her husband. A spiritual husband of a spiritual devil. Not her husband but she couldn't find God because God dwells within the human spirit and she was looking for him on the outside and the Bible says when she drew from Jacob's well searching for God on the outside, the man she was living with was not her husband. Which means she didn't even know she was married to the devil. That's exactly what it means. The sixth one that's not even a husband but she's still living with was the devil himself and she's a great apostle and we're a great apostolic bride in this generation and when we look for God on the outside our husband is not Jesus but in fact like the script scriptures declare Satan so there is a divorce from all external Satan's now there's a divorce from all externalism all religion getting put down as we go down into our spirit and marry the Lamb of God within. And that's where we really begin to win. That's where our joy is complete and our joy overflowing. And you have that joy because the joy is based on the works of Jesus and not your own. You're not going to get joy through works. You're not going to get joy through fasting and prayer. You're gonna get joy if you use fasting and prayer to reveal the joyous one in you. And the measure that you've revealed the joyous one, remember the book of the Bible? The revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not the book of Revelation. That's not what it's called. The book is called the revelation of Jesus Christ. The revealing of Jesus Christ on the inside is the last book of the Bible. You need that book in your spirit because it manifests him inside you and peels out the whole curse of the fall outside you. (laughs) Amen. And we have Jesus on the inside. That's where we abide. In peace, in love, in joy, there's peace in the midst of the storm. Don't be distracted by the demons, guys. We've always had complete chaos outside the rising of the man-child. There was chaos around Jesus rising. Remember, Herod killed all the babies? Nothing like that had ever happened before in Israel. It happened in Egypt. Pharaoh did that stuff. Now the king of Israel's is doing that stuff when Jesus comes around. Anytime the spirit of God and God's anointing and God's glory rises in man's spirit, it's surrounded by the enemy. I prepare a table before you, which is going from glory to glory by eating the truth of God's word in your spirit. And you will be surrounded by enemies trying to to attack you and shut you down but you cannot be shut down if you're in Christ if you're consuming Christ if you're married to Christ if he is your husband and if you are truly in the new covenant which is a marriage covenant to the Lamb of God a celebration of a marriage to a lamb that's what it's called in the Bible you're celebrating a jubilee a freedom jubilee means freedom from slavery what is the freedom of jubilee that jesus christ said i proclaim the year of jubilee and the release of prisoners from darkness and chains it was him inside man's spirit now setting us free what is freedom and by the definition of the bible your mind your will your emotions set free from being yoked to anything external jubilee an eternal jubilee is being married in all your soul your mind your will your emotions your bones your brain and your beating heart they can connect they can be plumbed there is a plumbing of god revelation is also called mechanics in prophetics. So there is a mechanical connection through the Word of God when revelation is released to connect your souls to God in your spirits. It's called ingraftation. <laughs> he uses these terms in the Bible to help you understand how your soul will be saved. Your soul can't be saved except through ingraftation. Your soul will be a mess. You'll have just as much problems as the world and unbelievers and all the, the, the wrath of sinners and the judgment upon the wicked will come upon every soul that's not engrafted, that's not plumbed and connected through the mechanics of revelation, which is the living word of God connecting the bones. God created bones with words. God created brains with words. God created hearts with words. God created the dust of the earth. He put it together and he wrapped it in his glory and glorified it so perfectly it was clear. It was so clear that Adam and Eve's eyes could not see the dust. They couldn't see the dirt. All they could see was the glory of the breath of life that consumed the dirt and the dust, and I believe it was gold dust. The Bible says they were created from the dust of the earth. I don't believe it was mud. It doesn't say mud in Genesis. It says the dust that was there by the river was full of gold. I believe it was gold dust in original design, and there's still traces of gold in human hearts and human flesh. There's a measure of gold in your flesh and blood. And as it goes back into the glory and original design, it goes clear. That's what I believe walking on streets of gold is. It's walking on your flesh as an angel. Your spirit can walk on your heart. Your spirit can walk on your mind. It doesn't have to always oppose the things of the spirit. The circumcised heart, the Bible calls it. The renewed mind, the Bible calls it and the will of the Father, the Bible calls it, and not one bone will be broken, the Bible calls it, and I gave commandments to my bones to bring them into Zion, declares the Lord, so that the bones and the brains and the heart and the flesh and the sinews of the blood of the valley of dry bones of Ezekiel 37 is brought into submission to the water temple of Ezekiel 47, and the living water through our spirit walks over all the flesh and blood of the soul which is walking on streets of gold you know what golden paths are paths laden with oil and butter Job 29 says the favor of the Lord the open heavens of God God's favor God's jubilee upon you is upon your spirit The grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit to walk upon your flesh and your bodies as streets of gold. Walk in your heart as fields of gold. A golden harvest, a glory harvest. Where is it? In the transformation of our souls are the heads white for harvest has the soul been glorified is the spirit built up to walk over the soul to walk over the mind to walk over the bones can the dry bones live for the breath of life will fill the bones only when the spirit walks over the bones and your bones follow your spirit which is doing the will of God. The will of your soul is in your 206 adult bones. And they can be filled with living water. The truth is, spiritual surgery will empty out sand out of all your bones. There's original design recorded in the memory of your bones. I've heard great prophets say that the bones are all supercomputers. How do you know that's where the blood comes from? The blood, which has the life in it, for the life is in the blood, comes out of the bones. The Word of God separates bone from marrow. Salvation for the bones is the new earth. Salvation for the bones is your rulership over the earth. When you begin to experience living water flowing through your bones, it's effortless, easy and light ruling and reigning as angelic beings. Ooh. Bible uses the term light beings, Shekinah beings, not starlight beings, morning star beings. Not the light that's in you that's darkness, not religion, not electromagnetic energy, not light from the sun, light from the Son of God. Ooh. Amen. He is our new sunshine. He is our new light. When we were not saved, we were in a different type of light. But the light of salvation is a different light. It's a light that's altogether other. It's the light of His glory. The entrance of His word gives glory. Light. That's salvation, if we can allow the Word of God to pierce our hearts and be deposited in the rich treasury of glory and not be distracted by the mouth of the beast all around you, but from the mouth of God, eating the fiery coals of the seraphim, eating the scroll. The angel stood there to John on Patmos and said, eat this scroll. Devour the Word, Apostle of God. Devour the Word, Apostolic Bride of God. Devour it as a scroll. These scrolls are living oracles of God, the Word that never will pass away. This is the solid rock on which we build. We stand on the Word. If you don't have a scroll, you ain't gonna make it, guys what is the scroll the word of god towards you what is god's word towards you love (laughs) but it is a scroll it's an actual spiritual parchment the lamb's book of life and what's written in it with your name the bible says your name will be written in God's book I have written all your works in my book and you shall fulfill them all Psalms 139 it is written before you were born I wrote out your works and all your days in my book of life and by the Lamb of God and his spirit given generously into our hearts we shall fulfill what is written by our Father. You get so possessed with the glory of God, it's hard to do anything else. This is no longer a struggle because we love God and we've given our souls and the control of our brains and our bodies to the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ said, Who loves me? Those who obey my spirit. Those who obey my commandment. The Holy Spirit is the commandment. The commandment of the New Covenant is personal. It's not written on stone tablets. It's not written in dead letters and dead men's books. It's written and spoken by the living God Himself who created the universe. The commandment is obeying and following and loving and walking with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the commandment of the New Covenant. And those who love Him love obedience to the Spirit of God. For they alone are the children of God, the Bible declares. We love you, Holy Ghost, in this place. Every battle against every liar and distractor in all the world be given to the Holy Ghost. Such a relationship with the Spirit of God that Jubilee comes out like rivers upon the dead and demon-possessed and disobedient and the lawless and the liar and the practitioner of magic arts and the murderer and the adulterer and the fornicator and those who love living a lie which is those who love their life those who love their souls love the curse of the fall they hate Jesus they all claim to be Christians you know how many thousands of times we've dealt with people like this goats Bible calls them goats Jesus called them dogs was a derogatory? No, it was a description of spiritual activity. It was a description of what their soul does in the spirit, and it is accurate. Jesus told the truth that the unbeliever's soul was working with dogs. And wherever a demon throw meat, that's where the dog would ran and bark. This follow around the flesh follow around lust and pride, demons controlling their souls. Jesus Christ of Nazareth called that activity dogs, and so did the great apostle Paul. These Judaizers that want to bring you back under the curse of the law are dogs. His exact words in the New Testament, dogs. What they do is they follow closely the commandment of their father, the devil. They do the father's, their devil's will. If he just throws them, he can yank their souls. He'll just tempt them into some kind of sin somewhere and they just run over there. They run over there, they'll speak the devil's words. Dogs, they bark all the time. That's the activity of the demon-possessed soul, of those whose souls are controlled by demons. They're dogs. And those who are in the demons in the higher realm, they're the sorcerers. Sometimes these sorcerers are fallen angels and fallen archangels, principalities. Sorcerers doesn't just mean men and women. On the mountaintops of the seven mountains, there are also sorcerers that are angels. Satan is a sorcerer, a spellcaster, a practitioner of magic arts. When Jesus Christ called the Pharisees the sons of the devil, he was saying you are spellcasting using religion to control human minds, just like Satan, your father, who taught you how to do that. They were trained in the magic arts and they thought the magic arts were Judaism. How many Christians today are trained in the magic arts and think magic arts are Christianity? An abomination. A practicing of words from the beast. It's all communication from the soul, and the cross is for the soul. Kill the whole thing crucified with Christ, which is crucified with the glory of God, so that the spirit of truth in our spirit, the voice of many waters and the rivers that flow out of our hearts may communicate more accurately the Word of God and strike down the liars into the lake of fire and strike down the distractors into the lake of fire. You know what the lake of fire is? Sanctification. You get a baptism of fire. You know baptism means water or liquid substances. Lake of fire sure sounds a lot like a baptism, doesn't it? But for irredeemable spirits from Satan's kingdom, it's eternal torment and judgment. But human souls can be saved. So the lake of fire for a human soul could possibly be their sanctification if they repent and love Jesus more than themselves. You can't be a disciple, you can't even be saved except by loving Jesus and denying yourself, picking up your cross and following him. These things are not optional. It's not like Jesus said, "Hey, for you goofy people that are just loving sin, here's purgatory." There's no purgatory, Emma. <laughs> but I did order a bunch of 14 day candles from the Catholic Supply Company of St. Louis on the Mississippi yesterday. As I like burning candles and they had the the Catholics have the best candles. <laughs> I said I didn't even know they made 14 day candles. How many hours is that? That's like 4,000 hours. I'm used to these little 50 hour candles. We're stepping our game up. We're getting those thousand hour candles. I didn't even know anything like that exists. We started out in the days of small candles. Seven golden lampstands, very small. Because our faith and obedience of our spirit was small. And we did not despise being small. We were not ashamed of being small. I remember being born again in 1999, telling the staff members at Minnesota Teen Challenge, I feel like a little baby. I feel like a little baby. And I did. I looked like a baby. It was me what I looked like in the spirit. I looked like a little newborn baby. When you get born again, your spirit looks like a little baby. It's true. And we were just goo goo and ga ga in the glory. It's good to be a babe in Christ. It's good to get born again and be small. Enjoy being small. If you don't, you can never get big in the glory. You have to enjoy the grace in every level if you want to jump ahead into age 30 jesus and skip ages 1 to 30 guess what happens you don't have the marriage clothes and you have to go down back to your actual level as it is written in joel and none shall break rank which means they won't try to be something they're not they'll be their accurate spiritual level and they're not going to be ashamed of it because the process is glorious growing from glory to glory is glory (laughs) amen and what the wonderful thing of maturing in Christ is there's a greater wisdom of the light there's a greater knowledge of the glory and knowledge of the light we've had the knowledge of the night now we're gonna have the knowledge of the light we've had external knowledge to just to kill everyone now we're gonna have internal knowledge of the river of life to heal everyone for the leaves of this tree which is the knowledge of the glory is the healing of the nations it's the healing of the flesh it's the restoration of all things the devil protests every step of the way get used to it people come around apostolic ministry RLM and they're not just they're not used to this kind of level of opposition Get used to it. This is how you get your full armor on. In the vanguard of the armies of the living God, you have the best armor because you need it. Because you have the highest level opposition. Ragtag armies back there in the inner court, outer court, they got armor they got little wood sticks for swords they mostly use them on each other because they, they can't discern because of a lack of wisdom to use them on the devil so they use them on each other like people condemning signs and wonders yeah people in the charismatic church condemning the drunken glory I mean it's like condemning the merit the marriage supper of the lamb it's condemning the promised land that's evidence with wine grapes Joshua and Caleb brought back wine and we're like no wine. That's the devil Not that much joy That much joy. We might lose control. We might lose our ministries To more mature believers than ourselves because we're insecure a lot of insecurity amongst Christian leadership That's why they got to control everything. That's why they limit the amount of the Holy Ghost when you get at the bar And you start drinking and you stop limiting yourself and others that's when the glory really begins to flow that's when you begin to hear the laughter of the holy ghost it's one thing to hear saints laughing and i like that i want to hear god laughing when you hear god laughed your personality's fried you'll never be the same some people want prophetic words some people want wisdom give me a word of wisdom give me a word of knowledge give me a miracle give me a healing give me prosperity God will give you that stuff if you seek him first in his kingdom no doubt about it it's guaranteed it's a covenant promise but I tell you something something better than words is joy laughter laughter is better than words the Bible calls it groanings too deep too deep for words, which means it's deeper than words. Joy is deeper than words. Salvation is deeper than communication. It's a depth that can only be expressed with spiritual emotion. Just a beaming face, it communicates the gospel perfectly when you're shining in joy. Babies can do that before they learn how to talk. Which means even before you learn how to speak out of your spirit, which is perfect communication You can beam forth in joy. You can beam forth in love Your light can do the talking before your avatar The flesh of your tongue The flesh of your throat your vocal cords before they're even formed your spirits talking Talk to people's spirit talk to baby spirit. They can talk. They can't talk. They can talk. Every spirit can talk. And hippies love this. Trees can talk too. Amen. Hug a tree. Trees can talk. Bees can talk. Seas can talk. Skies can talk. Everything in creation, the Bible says, praise the Lord. The Bible says all creation longs to rejoice. Does that mean it's gonna speak English? No, it means it's gonna communicate joy, which means that's a groaning too deep for words, which means how deep in the spirit do you have to be to communicate with animals? What did you call me? No, like coyotes and stuff. (laughs) Amen. It's true. you You can speak. You can speak native languages. The Bible says we speak in the tongues of angels, and we speak in the tongues of men. Both. <clears throat> Does that mean speaking in tongues? Sometimes. I don't have to speak in tongues for my spirit to speak. I have whole conversations, spirit to spirit, every day. I get around prophets that are deep in the spirit, they just be like, man, you just preached at me without even using your mouth for an hour. I'm like, it's just the joy that's in there. The the treasure speaks. The Bible says that these stones will speak. Now, the stone is the word or the treasury in your spirit. Your stone, what you actually believe is a rock could be gemstone, could be silver, could be gold, but it speaks. Even the wood, hay, and stubble speaks blasphemy. The wood, hay, and stubble, the unbelief speaks lies. There's a liar in the garden. Last time I checked the Bible, a little liar in the garden has become a red dragon in the sky, so it just pukes lies on everyone. Most people believe the red dragon in ignorance. We're at war, truth war, and it's a spiritual war. And our faith is the victory over the devil, the Bible declares. Now, what is faith? It's the working of the Word in the Spirit. Store up treasures in heaven. How does the Word save you? You're saved by believing the Word of God. That's how salvation comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It is written. You have heard and believed, and now you obey and you follow the Word. The lamp unto your feet, the light unto your path, it is written. So now, the word of God is your leadership, the spirit of truth. I will send another savior. John 15, the spirit is the truth, 1 John. And you will follow him into all truth, and the truth will set you free from your soul. So you only follow a little bit until you have enough truth where you want to go live in some lies. They love the lies, which is loving the soul. When you love lives, you love your life. If you love your soul life, you are following the devil. Every believer does it. And they, a lot of them do it in ignorance just by getting into religion, it looks like Christianity. you got to be real wise to discern your final enemy. <laughs> Rarely have I even found a prophet can discern our final enemy, which is Jezebel, because it looks exactly like perfect, charismatic Christianity. To the undiscerning, unwise, it looks exactly the same as charismatic maturity. But the root is soul, Hora Babylon, rebellion, witchcraft, instead sort of spirit, Christ in you the glory. It's a different kingdom, but to the untrained eye, it looks the same. So that's why we need this training for wisdom, which is what Proverbs says, wisdom is discernment and spiritual insight it's the ability to divide asunder soul from spirit and those who are led by soul are all led by devils guaranteed 100% of the time but if you're led by a spirit your soul follows your spirit that's what walking the path of the Lord is the path of the righteous that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day Is the soul yielded through crucifixion by the word violently enforced upon the goat of the heart the heart is a goat oh buddy if this heart is not burnt up you know the heart will change forms on you when you're first completely stubborn know-it-all Pharisee which everyone goes through all these different levels of opposition of the animal kingdom of the birds beasts and reptiles that no longer bear the image of God they're called 200 million demons you'll bear their image on your heart and you use the sword to slay them in your heart Jerusalem is the altar of the world Jerusalem is the human heart in prophetics you have the new Jerusalem which is the born-again spirit so you're constantly sacrificing the new covenant animals Upon the altar of Jerusalem right here in the heart. This is the chopping board. This is the threshing floor Ruth and Boaz. She never got to Boaz until she went to the threshing floor Which is dealing with her heart. The soul must be dealt with severely I mean just a thorough constant cleansing, not a one-time dying, the Bible says, a dying daily. This is the priesthood guys, welcome to the new covenant. It's the threshing floor of the heart. And it's fun to thresh because that's how you get the wheat and the harvest which is the fruitfulness of the spirit up through the soul into the mind. And the mind that's not controlled by the spirit is in total insanity as you've seen demonstrated out there thousands of times they're crazy when the Spirit of God has not risen in their heart their minds are in madness the mind of madness we need the mind of gladness how do we change minds we bear fruit and fruit that lasts that's the only way the renewal of the mind comes from fruit bearing oh we're getting into John now this is gonna be juicy should we read it in the Passion Translation? <laughs> Brian Simmons did such a good job on John and every other book. Still waiting on uh, Leviticus <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lamentations. <laughs> oh I like, hear the... It's gonna be a while. That one might never be
1: released. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's, there's no Lamentations in the New Covenant. That's true. Hallelujah. Mm. Well, anyway. <laughs> Sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That's in there. There's some joy and Lamentations. Jeremiah was a drunken prophet. Jeremiah is one of my all-time favorites. Let's get into John 16 here. <laughs> I have told you this, a lot of stuff, so that you would not surrender to confusion, (laughs) so that you would not yield to the powers of the air like tentacles in your brain, being manipulated by master of puppets, Satan, who is not Lucifer, but wishes he was. Amen. I, I was a little startled by so much sympathy for the Luciferian secret societies. I don't know if we should get into that today. We're kind of that fringe, so we should probably expound a little better. You're not going to see a charismatic churches expounding into these depths of revealing the sons and daughters of white witchcraft and white sorcery, but I'll just tell you this. In every Freemason lodge on planet Earth there's a picture of the British royal family and we'll just leave it at that and you just let your mind go wild in that one but that, that is the truth anyhow. That is, uh that's as fathered and mothered by the devil as it gets. So I, it's a little shocking to see so many believers, even people in the drunken glory, sympathetic for. The white witch and the kingdom of heaven and the angels call it a white witch and a white reptile there's rank in the reptilians amongst reptilian beings which is people that go after the flesh and they have different lengths of tails which is your ranks in the kingdom of hell and they have, there's green and there's brown and there's white and white that's the highest ranking and their tails wrap around the, the whole world through all of their imperialism and well I'm just glad I'm not a part of that system but it's a little shocking how deceived born-again people can get and letting that gray and letting that brown and letting that green and that that pale white that false white that white house white really confuse their mind Whew. it's bad out there I, I'm just so glad that God's disciple me in the deep things of the glory and he allowed me to keep all my understanding as a as a warlock and a necromancer. So understanding all the deep things of Satan, but it's all redeemed like Jenny's and Jambres. So there's no fear there, but you just understand why people are deceived. It's still shocking that they're still deceived. They obviously don't believe me or Joel's bar. That's all I gotta say. Maybe in the future they will, as our glory gets much bigger and brighter and stronger, that there be less belief system in the goodness of the soul i'll just tell you this the highest ranking devils the white ones the white reptilian you've heard of white snake well, all that stuff in in uh, the occult and necromancy is based on how much you've developed the knowledge of good not evil the knowledge of good man's goodness in the soul and that's what creeps into christianity and pollutes it with the white reptile Amen. So, all of that stuff is our absolute arch nemesis and much of it is honored amongst Christians, which it surprises me because it's devil honor. I mean, they, they obviously don't honor me, they don't honor my ministry, but they honor the devil. Yeah. So many Christians, you guys, honor Satan. They don't know that they are doing it. They will be forgiven. They're not condemned because they're sinning in ignorance like Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve sinned in ignorance because they didn't know what they were doing. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do, which means salvation's right there as soon as you know what you do. As (laughs) soon as you know what you're doing as wrong as the knowledge of good in the soul is the highest level of sorcery, that white realm where you get the white house from, (laughs) that ain't glory house, that's white house, that's the highest level. Of masonic sorcery the 33rd degree Scottish Rite it's the highest level of witchcraft and it deceives the whole world the Bible says it's Christianity done in the soul in white goodness with the angels of light as all their Jesuses and all their holy spirits (laughs) Satan is such a deceiver and it's funny because I'm laughing at it because you can see it that they've taken the new covenant religion and turned it into pure luciferianism Woo, truth anyhow the enemy has duped most believers to be inside white sorcery we're talking about loyalty to the devil everywhere and people think it's christianity i remember hanging out with masons <laughs> boasting how they've deceived everyone in false christianity into luciferianism this is known amongst warlocks in the usa and you have them in every county every city in every state and all imperial british nations that were conquered or influenced by london because that's where they really spread mason masonry freemasonry which is simply a discipleship in white sorcery not everyone knows that it's luciferianism some of them are pastors some of them honestly are trying to be good christians so don't think everyone's up there knowing all this stuff it's just most don't most are still totally ignorant but the whole thing has to be exposed we are here apostle paul says in that day of glory the hearts of all men will be laid bare which is the revealing of the soul and it's white sorcery my arch nemesis is white sorcery that's what Jezebel is that's pure pride pure deception I mean, you can't reach these people the stubbornness King, uh, judge Samuel says that stubbornness is as the sin of sorcery why is there a stubbornness inside so many millions of christians because it's the knowledge of good it's not the river of glory it's not the river of life it's not the third heaven it's the second heaven and the wandering stars in their souls so they say no to the holy spirit because they have a false holy spirit running their souls We're talking about millions. The Bible actually says billions because the Bible says it deceived everyone, which means if you haven't realized you've been completely deceived, you're not revelated yet. There has to be a revelation. I have been completely and totally deceived in my soul. And now a revelation sets my soul free from all that sorcery. And that's how you grow in humility by the removing of a stubbornness. And the stubbornness just gets washed away. And you have a greater revelation every day. And it gets easier and easier because now it's based on the true glory of God. It's based on the Holy Ghost. A little child shall lead them. That's a prophecy about being spirit-led now. Isaiah 11, A little child shall lead them well. Hallelujah. (laughs) The purity of an innocent virgin child. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of virginity. You know why we have fun? Because we're led by a child. If you're not spirit-of-God-led... That, in your spirit of religion led in the spirit of an angel of light led you don't even know what real Christianity is we need to be led by Isaiah 11 a little child it's a description of Jesus and the Holy Ghost both on earth we want mature leadership that has it all together suit and tie You know, looking really sophisticated, looking really prim and proper. We want to be led by mature men. We want to be led by successful women on Forbes magazine. Now, because the soul, they said, give us a king. Israel cried out, give us a king, and Samuel was grieved because they wanted to be led by man and not by the Spirit of God. That's what it is. To this day the demonic aspect of the fall of man and woman's soul, they want to be led by the maturity of the soul. They want to be devil-led. Give us a president. Because the soul wants the maturity of the soul to lead it in, in goodness. Total deception. Total deception, guys. You need to be led by a little child and get saved again salvation ain't a one-time thing you need to get saved over we get saved daily your mercies are new every morning you need to get all the stagnancy the complacency that i've already got you don't got nothing together the river's flowing nothing's together in the river it's a river of living water The problem is you're trying to get it together as if that's Christian success, you're trying to go into bondage again. The soul is so dull it looks at success as it's bondage. We need Jubilee. You know what Jubilee is? Everything ran by living water. So no one can get stagnant in the soul realm ever again. It hasn't happened before, but it'll happen with the people that forced it upon the planet, a Gideon's 300, that bring the floods of the days of Noah. That's what we're called to do right now get people out of their minds into the spirit on the day of the lord i was raptured in the spirit in the lord's day the apostle said you know that means that's the only way to get into heaven what if i'm in the body i'm with man if i'm out of my mind i'm with god apostle paul says in scripture which means unless we can get out of our mind not in the insanity of the animals out there that are out of their minds, but in the spirit of a sound mind and the angel that leads us out of our flesh and our brain because we're obedient to the Holy Ghost and we're not lovers of soul we're lovers of spirit that's how the spirit leads us if you love the soul you're in contract with the devil that's why you don't have any spiritual experiences because you're in covenant with Satan and you're in denial of that white witchcraft you have to break and divorce those five husbands which are devils your five senses and the sixth one is the fallen angels themselves Woman at the well, it's Jesus exposing her whole life. Come here, a man who's told me everything I've ever done. He didn't give any specifics. He was describing her entire soul in bondage. And the revelation set her free when she became God inside minded. Photini means light. That's her name. Woman at the well. She got illuminated in the well of salvation. She was in false light in the soul, married to the devil. We saw, oh man, it's the woman at the well, she's a mess. You're the same exact mess. Most of you right now are the same exact situation, still drinking from Jacob's well. You think you're better than me? You think you're better than Jacob? I drink from Jacob's well. It's external religion. It's external Christianity. It's good and bad in the brain. Jacob's well. It's the knowledge of good and evil in the soul. It's total witchcraft. And it should not be tolerated as Christianity anywhere. It's the tolerating of the kingdom of hell inside Christianity. It needs to be burnt out of our hearts. It needs to be burnt out of our minds. We need to be set free from our own stubbornness, which is sorcery. We have an opinion about everything. People come in, they look at the pictures, they look at the words, and they judge out of their eyes. I mean, every day I'm listening to animals. Every day the animal talks. Every day the animal tortures and torments me. I haven't had a break from the animal since day one in ministry because I'm a priest and my job is to kill the animal when it comes to me. Thank you for bringing me animals. (laughs) Abraham, when he was brought the animal, said, Jehovah Jireh! For there is a ram caught in the thicket that shall be sacrificed. When the animal soul comes and talks to you as young priests, rejoice that God has provided an animal for the sacrifice. When the child, your kids are gonna speak animal to you for years before they speak angel to you. Because you have to learn wisdom to communicate out of your spirit. They're not gonna speak spirit. Sometimes they will sovereignly. Most of the time, it's gonna be total animal. Don't coddle the animal. You need to kill the animal. And you kill the animal with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Be a priest, use the word, and shut down the curse of the fall in your midst. If you tolerate the curse, You get no inheritance in the blessing. That's what Esau's bowl of soup is, is tolerating the curse in your midst. Oh, it's just a five-year-old. No, that five-year-old has the same spirit as a 50-year-old. You're just totally deceived. The spirit speaks in utero. They leaped for joy in their wombs in the Bible. And the least in the kingdom's greater than John the Baptist, but his spirit was talking with God. And he's two months old in the belly. It's not about the flesh. The spirit is speaking. Let your spirit talk. Let your spirit conquer the animal's tongue. You'd be surprised how much spiritual leprosy there is, which is the sin of the mouth. Anytime the animal's speaking, it's our own words that come and corrode our bodies and eat and disintegrate our flesh. It's the sin of the mouth, the tongue, the rudder that steers the whole person to hell, James says. It kills you. That's what the wide path of destruction is, is talking animal and considering it Christian English. But you're killing yourselves by the sin of your mouth. We need the circumcision of the tongue. Our lives do depend on it. The decisions you make and the quality and the standard you apply to your tongue, your heart, your brain now will steer the course of your life. The decisions you make every day are steering the ship of your body. I look at people that made bad decisions one, two, three, four, five years ago. They are so far gone to the devil by bad decisions, it's like they're not even alive anymore. It's like they've gone deep into hell. And it was just those decisions back then. It's a reaction to some kind of teaching or preaching. It's a reaction to the prophet or the apostle that just offends the animal. Because the animals always lived. How dare you kill the animal and practice the new covenant on the animal? How dare you try to heal my spirit? How dare you love me? If I have loved you more have you loved me less which means the animal will love you less as you have practiced agape upon the soul it is written but when the spirits regenerated the spirit loves the same as jesus Ah! love to love spirit to spirit iron sharpening iron true fellowship Ah! can only be amongst the spirit parts of you i said in the bible the bible says know no one after the flesh you understand that is there a person in your life you don't know after the flesh I mean, most Christians can't even fathom what it is to know someone without the soul because they've never even been out of the soul. That's why we need the declaration of Jubilee. 99% of Christianity is in the soul realm right now. We need Jubilee out of soul into spirit. It's never happened before. As soon as the apostles died, they're building up their spirit, went all soul for like 1,900 years. (laughs) With a few exceptions, they usually burned them at the stake as witches. They usually killed him as heretics. Oh. Truth. They excommunicated them. Even in the 20th century. Starving them to death. Like John G. Lake who died of starvation. He wouldn't support them. Forerunners of sonship were all murdered by the angel of the soul, Jezebel. And we tolerate it every day as just, oh, that's just where I'm at. No, it's Satan where you're at. You need to get into your spirit and kill where you're at. You need to build an altar where you're at. And call that place Bethel. And call that place the place of God, where God has met you right there in your current condition, and you offered him a sacrifice of your soul. Amen. You can build an altar. You can carry your cross. Follow me with the cross. The cross is the ability to bring a sacrifice on an altar in you any place you're at in this world. You have the cross right now. You have an altar right now. Burn something on it. Kill a part of your animal on it. The part that the Spirit of God is touching today. He won't touch it all at once. You'd die. You'd physically die. He's just gonna touch the areas that he wants to increase in now like a little child. He just wants those parts of you little at a time, and as you get more used to His ways, you can have more at a time. More of the Holy Spirit requires more of an altar. An altar in your heart where you bring sacrifice. Then the external sacrifice is easy and light because you're already sacrificing your whole soul. But if you're not sacrificing your soul, you can't even become a cheerful giver because your soul is only selfish because it's unsacrificed to the Spirit of God and the altar of the cross that he's given your heart. Thank you for a cross in our heart. Without it, no one will see the Lord. No one will ever become a disciple. What is a disciple? You cannot be my disciple unless you pick up your cross and follow me. It is written. Following Jesus is a lifestyle of external sacrifice no of internal sacrifice and what you see on the outside is irrelevant they will not judge by what they see you judge by the invisible part of the sacrifice of the soul and that's what serving God is I'm sacrificing my soul what's gonna look like outside usually looks like something irreligious oftentimes the the unrenewed called it blasphemy because there's a greater freedom you begin to sacrifice the goat in the soul and all the animal forms of image bearing of birds beasts and reptiles in humanity's blood flowing through all humanity equally the same whatever image comes through there in those hieroglyphics of crocodiles and bird men and all the different fallen angels that flow through the bloodlines of the blood curses and the blood covenant with the fallen angels they will die on the altars of your hearts that's what the new covenant priesthood is when they flow into you because you're a part of humanity you have human blood but you're a priest Of the new covenant in the midst of sinners which means you're learning how to sacrifice in that river Nile Moses brought a sacrifice into the Nile what did he do turned it into blood it's a type and shadow of you sacrificing in the human blood river called the Egyptian Nile that's your altar that's where you burn up the crocodiles you burn up the frogs out of their mouth flowed frogs You know, Revelation? What does that mean? An uncircumcised heart. That's all it means. That there hasn't been a priesthood there to burn up the lust in your heart because you haven't built an altar and sacrificed on it. When you do, you can't find a frog if you wanted to. How hot can your heart burn when we walked with him along the way? Burning up our hearts on fire the fire of the Word, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire of Jesus Christ. That's what the morning star is. It's the altar of God rising in your heart. It's not some kind of mystical pleasure. It's an altar for the animal. And if you don't kill the animal in it, you don't get any mystical pleasure because it's all spiritual flakiness. This thing is a priesthood, guys. God's a priest. Hebrews calls Jesus the High Priest, which is the definition of an Apostle. The Apostolic is the High Priesthood teaching people how to sacrifice their souls to the Holy Ghost. And most don't do it, they run from it, because they live in a false Christianity, which is being good in the soul, which is a submission to the fallen angels and a forfeit of the Christian birthright. Amen. We need repentance more than ever. (laughs) Repentance out of Babylon. It's commanded. When the scriptures say, come out of her, my people, it's talking to us today to come out of external Babylon, the great Christianity. Oh, Babylon, the great Christianity is the most identical to apostolic Christianity. (laughs) It's the most deceiving thing Satan could ever build. He built it. But Christians let them build it. You didn't have to let them build it. You put the stamp of approval on things outwardly when you judged it. You start judging the works of the devil as, you know, this is good works. These are good works. They say, oh, Judas Iscariot, he wants to bless the poor with all of that money. (laughs) Most Christians bless the devil. They bless Satan. Satan loves to deceive people (laughs) through unrighteous works of lawlessness and religion. Oh, like he cares for the poor. (laughs) He's the spirit of poverty. Satan is the principality of poverty. Just go through the Bible belt in the south. There's parts of America and Oklahoma that's worse than Mexico. It's astonishing what religion has done to destroy America. And we've done very little against it. Most of us are still worshiping an external Jesus in America. That ain't gonna get the job done. Only drinkers. Only drinkers that have fully sacrificed on the altar of their heart, their thinkers will get the job done. Everyone else, completely irrelevant. They're tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. It's the, that's the aftermath of those that are really disciples. Most Christians aren't Christians at all. They're just tossed around by what's going up, going on on the top of the mountain. They just get the overflow there's nothing original they don't do anything they just get the overflow from the mountaintops abraham brought isaac up to the mountaintop and everyone down below has been reaping from it ever since god the father brought his son onto the top of a hill and slew him and everyone else been reaping the benefits ever since down the mountain amen and if we love him we'll climb up the mountain and just be selfish up there. Oh, how can this cross bless me? Hear my prayers, Lord. We only pray for cars. We need to pray for Joel's bars. (laughs) And we go up that cross and we enjoy the sacrifice. Oh, it's fun, man. It's fun growing in the priesthood. It's good to be intense with you because your life depends on it. Most of you without this intensity would just, your souls would be destroyed. You'd never be taught this stuff your whole life. We're going to raise the standard of the priesthood of Melchizedek, of the perfect gold and the crown of the high priest and king of Israel, Jesus Christ. This is the standard he held to himself. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ and his bride will have the same standard, nothing less, nothing more than the exact likeness of Jesus Christ through and through of how to be an offering for God the Father and others. We rise, you know why we rise? For blessings. You need to rise for sacrifices. You don't rise for blessings, that's the devil. You rise for the cross. You rise to be killed more for more of God to get through your souls. You know, we climb Calvary. People climb Calvary because it's like, that's where I'll transfigure and live forever. You never live forever with that attitude. You climb Calvary, climb in Mount Zion, you pick up your cross and follow Him up the hill, which is glory, glory to glory, for a greater death to self. That's what love towards God is. It's the measure you've died to self is the exact measurement of the angel that measures how much you love Jesus. You can measure the amount that every believer loves him. It's the measure that you've climbed Calvary and died on the altar of your heart for him, with him, for his kingdom, for his father, and for whatever his will and desire and pleasure is. And then guess what? It's always perfect, so you get all the benefits and you get a better and better life automatically if you live uprightly by that description. That's what uprightness is, that the heart is slain for God's pleasure because you're climbing Calvary not for your family, not for blessings, not for money, but for God the Father's glory to be pleasured in your body. Some of you will be denied blessings because of how much greed is in you. And you just need to be burnt up because you're full of the devil and mammon. Some of you aren't going to get the blessings that you think you deserve. You're going to get a bigger cross and that's necessary to learn wisdom. That's only temporary, but you're going to get that. Wisdom kills beasts the beast won't be blessed the beast doesn't get money the beast doesn't get success the beast gets an altar to death and until you learn to thoroughly kill it in you god can't even bless you because god is love god is not gonna bless an animal that you're serving in your souls he hates the devils birds beasts reptiles we serve them in our mind will and emotions mostly in ignorance sometimes we feel I think that's a demon, Well, other times we're just totally unaware because of a lack of transformation of our souls. As your souls transform, you're more and more discerning and wise to teach like Solomon on the animals. (laughs) He was teaching on all the good and the bad and the ugly of the natural realm from the glory realm. For the glory of Solomon's temple was so great, the Bible says the priest could no longer minister by reason of the cloud. So, that's a wisdom of the glory, teaching and communicating on the works of flesh, and in the flesh, devils. Oh, he understood the works of devils. You study Solomon deeply. It actually says that he commissioned demons to build his temple. He put the enemy to work with his wisdom. Yeah, that's true. I believe. i believe in him. And I'll believe until the Lord says you don't need to believe that. I'd rather be in error in faith than error in doubt and unbelief. <laughs> you know, that's just—it's always safer that way. To be gullible and be like, "Oh well, what's the problem with wanting to believe something like that?" Jesus doesn't have a problem with that. That's zeal. He loves zeal. I love zeal. You've, people come around and believe all this stuff, and most of it's true. All the crazy conspiracy theories and stuff, but well, you just need to change your perspective from the realm of the glory. <laughs> you need to make sure you're, you're walking with the Holy Ghost, because the Holy Ghost will say the wildest stuff to you. Revelation is wild stuff outside the tameness of the animal soul. Revelation comes through killing the animal soul. something has to be pierced something has to die for revelation to rise in you. revelation comes through sacrifice god only shares his secrets with his friends the bible says which means a friend is someone who obeys my commandment and my commandment is that you pick up your cross and deny yourself the denying of self is the open door to unlimited revelation if you haven't denied yourself that's why it's just animal every time we talk we still love you but you'll ne- you've never spoken any lov- living word to me yet and that's a lot of people we love the animals days of noah we take care of you we feed you every day we love you we can train you disciple you but until the brain and its words die there will be no living words coming out of your spirit it's just like you know having a zoo and zoos have Prisons are little bars, which is the holding cell for the animal until the angel appears and the the walls melt But the laws for the unbeliever are the laws for the animal and this isn't the law of Satan This is the law of Jesus. This is how you manage Animals in a government of divine love before their angels because only angels get freedom to walk through walls Jesus in his resurrection form didn't have the prison bars of the limitations of the flesh It was just no walls he didn't have a zoo. There is no zookeeper. He's the zookeeper himself because the flesh is completely overcome in the resurrection. If your flesh is not overcome, you have walls. You have a ton of limitations, and that's because your faith is small. He will grow your faith, and your faith will dissolve the animal faces, birds, beasts, and reptiles through your soul. You're going to use your altar, keep killing that stuff all kinds of stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly, you just burn everything in there. You don't allow the stuff that's good to live like Saul. That's how you lose the kingdom in the Bible. You don't allow anything good to live unless good falls down to the ground and dies and bears no fruit. You especially want to kill and sacrifice and burn on the altar of the Holy Ghost fire everything good because that's usually Satan. That's usually the worst white witchcraft of white sorcery of the white reptilian which is the highest ranking demon in the kingdom of hell. You want that stuff to burn the most for the true white with not the antichrist white. You want the white throne and not the white house, amen? You don't want white politics of the reptile you want the white glory of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end of what of the increase of the glory the glory is the white throne the ones that serve god have all that white glory of the real white house rising in their heart shekinah bright morning star that is the measure and it's a measurable amount. The angel with the measuring rod can measure how much of that real white has risen in your heart by using your heart as an altar. We need to get right with God. I, mean, I can see people getting on their knees and weeping right now because they've been so wrong in religion. They've been serving fallen angels as Jesuses and Holy Spirits. They've been soulish. They've been in the horror of Babylon and thought the horror of Babylon was the kingdom of heaven. That's many christians guys many 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 believers think being inside that white witchcraft is being in the glory lying signs and wonders came out of the false prophet it is written external stuff they never get into the spirit they never walk amongst the seven golden lampstands only through the cross i am the sheep gate to the glory of the father you will get back into the garden of eden through my cross, and you will have your own cross, and it will be the same cross as you climb Calvary, which is the measure of glory getting through your crucified hearts. See, the cross to say, oh, it's an altar, self so, denial. Oh, no, it's the, the bandwidth of how much of the river is getting through you the width and the heights and the breadth and the depth of the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. Say that ten times five breath, width, heights, that's a miracle. That's groanings too deep for words right there. Hey Amen. nice little shallow patty cake message tonight for our false Christian group. Oh, uh, we're getting stronger in the glory. Uh, uh, uh. A real soldier is incapable of offense because they're annihilated. You can't offend a dead person. You can taser him a hundred times. They won't even move or twitch. They're not going to curse you. I have been crucified to death with Jesus. If that stuff's still irritated, it's because there's sin in your soul. Tons of it. So you need a ton of altar works, which is a ton of priesthood, just to burn that selfishness and that animal life that whore of Babylon right out of you. Come out of her, my people, which means I'll burn it out of her. We'll burn it out of our people. We will. And at the measure that you burn it out is the measure of the angelic rod of love, which is your greatness in the kingdom. You can't burn the soul out for the spirit to rise. You've never loved anyone your whole life. What's really sick is most people have never even loved their kids because they're only in the soul. The soul is incapable of love. Woo! It's wild, man, how Christian families have never even had real love in it. They don't even know what it is. It's a foreign substance to most Christian families. That's why you see them turn on them when they get into the glory, because it's the first time they even tasted love. Oh my God. Phileo love is the antichrist? White surgery? Yeah, duh. Unless you burn it up, you can't even get into real love. But how about families flooded with spiritual love through the altar of gold? which is the golden heart the heart fully slain with the lamb of god and then your whole house be filled with the glory cloud your kids get out of bed freaking whacked in the glory your kids look like they're on heroin all the time your kids just you know you can flood with glory the bible says that the glory of god will come like a flood you know The altar, when you're using it, is how you grow in the glory. The priesthood of Melchizedek that I preach every day for the last 16 years is how you get into the glory and practice the glory of God as a priest. It's the priest of the glory. It's the priest of the fire and the glory of God's throne. And there is an order. Of Melchizedek, which means righteousness to it. There's an order of the spirituality. We teach the order. Everything decent and in an order. But we're like drunk, so they don't get it. You know, the animals like, you're crazy. No, this is total order in the glory. It's wonderful. There is an absolute perfection in the light of God, in how the light works. But the light requires that a lot of stuff no longer work you can't just come in here with your ideas and think it's going to work in the kingdom. god does not listen to sinners which means he won't listen to your soul he doesn't listen to animals and when you start to see man's animal talk it is like there's no communication with the dead you're loved but you have not slain your heart or your mind or your earthly culture to even begin to speak angel all we can do is medicate you with light until you're ready to learn how to talk Because there's just nothing to work with there until the whole human beast, the whole human nature is burnt up. And then that's when the brain actually embraces the angelic and begins living like a, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. A citizen that has learned how to communicate wisdom, which is discernment of soul, tree of knowledge, and spirit, tree of life which is a pretty far out concept now for the glory stream. Even in the glory stream, I tell you the truth, we're most closely related in the branches of Christianity to the glory stream, but we're even quite fringe and sometimes persecuted from those groups because I'm telling you, God's gonna do something completely outside of the box, like the Garden of Eden, And he's anointed me to do it, so there's no rebellion in it. Trust me, if it was easier and I could have thousands of people just in some kind of everyone-established doctrine that's not controversial, you know how much easier that would be? It's instantly thousands of more partners. All that stuff was offered to me already years and years ago to sell out into some kind of lukewarmness that doesn't offend everyone, just be a biblical teacher, you know, and a, a communicator of truth but not be a prophetic and not be spiritual not pioneer anything you know all that stuff can burn up and go to hell we just want the kingdom of heaven on earth all those programs and people please those are compartments those are temporary holding cells until the deliverers of the end times mature and burn down the walls and set the prisoners free in a jubilee from church Jubilee from church, Jubilee from buildings made by human hands, Jubilee from soulish Christianity. Then we'll have never-ending revival when the standard is raised to the floods of Noah, which means the river of life controls our souls completely slain with the Lamb of God. Then there will be no walls, no on and off, but heaven and glory flowing everywhere like streams. Nothing boxed in. Everything set free. And that's what Jesus Christ wants in this generation. He's looking for disciples that will radically advance his rivers against man's building. Your enemy is the building of man. Your enemy is the thinking of man. The Christian mind that is not the mind of Christ is the Antichrist. That's what you wrestle against in yourself and others. The soul's goodness. its your arch nemesis. That's when you get into the realm of dealing with the white reptiles, the white dragon. It's true. The goodness of the soul. Most deceiving thing in the entire world. (laughs) That's where you need great wisdom to discern these things, which means discernment. Great wisdom to discern knowledge of good from the spirit of the small child that shall lead them. We need small children leadership. We need small, little kid, pure, perfect child leadership. Our problem is we're way too grown up, we're way too mature in our own soul, and we think we're immature in our soul, which is still immature, I mean it's still just soul. It doesn't matter if you judge the soul good or bad, it all has to burn. There's no maturing in the soul, there's just burning of the soul. And the Spirit's always a child. And it's in that place that the Father of Spirits forms a union, a relationship. It gets easier because you know him here in your spirit more, because you've done stuff as a spirit with the Spirit of God the Father in your walk. Don't just lay and live in the Spirit. The Bible says walk in the Spirit, which means have adventures in the Holy Ghost. Have your own book of Acts in the Holy Ghost, the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Yoke yourself to the Holy Ghost and go on the ride of your life. Amen. He is your chariot that you attach your souls to. There's a chariot that's often empty that He wants you to ride in here in your spirit. That's God's will for your life. Hop in the chariot. Where are we going? I'm not telling. You have to just obey walk by faith drive by faith just get in the back seat and be a volunteer in the day of the Holy Spirit's power amen and it's gonna be good and only people that have tried everything else and just are done with sin done with worldliness done with soulishness these only people wild enough to ever become disciples you need to come to that end to become a real disciple that I will hop in the chariot of the Holy Ghost. The chariot is made out of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and that is what Lordship of the soul life is. Amen? And your chariot wheels drip with oil. Not your chariots. The chariot of God drips with oil. That's when you get unlimited favor unlimited grace for those who are in his control those who are controlled by the spirit of god get the what the blessings of the peace of god what's the shalom of god all provision all blessings everything they get everything because they've allowed god to be everything a place of totally yielded and surrendered to the leadership and it it starts with just nurturing a small child and then you have a relationship and it becomes a walk with a father and a child in your spirit, in the garden of your heart, in the secret place. And from there, the faith and the trust through experience of walking together in spirit and in truth, which is being a worshipful master. <laughs> and being worshipful to the master, Jesus Christ, on the inside. And you just hop in the chariot because now. We can go faster than the speed of thought because he's conquered and judged your thought life. If he hasn't judged your thought life, your thoughts are what shut down the Holy Ghost. Your thought life is what says no to him. It's not even verbal confession. That's just the outer form of the animal. It's the thoughts that have to be purified. You could speak slang. You could speak Ebonics with your words. You could speak Egyptian. You could speak hieroglyphics. It wouldn't matter. What God sees is the heart. So he's judging the thoughts this is what you create you're not created by your words you're created by your thoughts that's the new covenant so you could speak in all kinds of riddles parables and dark speech like jesus christ which is perfect wisdom you could speak hockey only hockey terms and it because your thought life is all speaking your spirit speaking and you're so mature in spirit it's just like heaven on earth man a person only talked about hockey must be have an idol They got into the new covenant and understood judgment of the thought life is the only thing that holds back the chariot of the Holy Ghost taking you into the glory. You're trying to still clean up the outside too much. That's religion. We need to clean up the thought life. That's all you need to clean up. The outside just gets wilder and wilder. Look at the ones that were sent from God as Nazarites on the outside. They look like the worst people in the world just crazy balls of hair just totally ugly and unkept and nasty Samuel was a Nazirite Samson was a na- Nazarite. John the Baptist was a Nazarite. never cut their hair or their beard their entire lives just totally unkept wildness in the outside realm which was for our understanding of what perfection of the internal realm looks like perfection here in the thought life looks like total wildness even sometimes chaos there's a chaos glory there's a wild glory there's an unkept glory you're just not inside any prison in the thought life because the thought life is the judgment of the fallen angels you're dealing with all the fallen angels principalities powers thrones dominions, spiritual wickedness in thought life places and when it's judged in the thought life the external forms become parable riddles and dark speech which is the glorious freedom of the sons of god That's what freedom and glory is. The outside is you begin to have fun in the outside, which was the purpose for creation to enjoy God on the outside only through the purification of the thought life on the inside. Now we can speak in riddles. If they're still training wheels on the outside, that's because they're still bewitched and haven't judged the inside and they haven't learned how to be pure on the inside. So they're trying to be pure on the outside, which is witchcraft witchcraft that's what religion is trying to be pure on the outside but rejecting purity on the inside that's what following the devil is everyone that does that follows satan guaranteed 100% of the time but if you get purified in here oh hallelujah god just gets you so wild these rivers are so out of control you don't even have to destry, try to destroy works of the devil just because you get your thought life judged it'll flow out of you So this is sanctification. Real New Covenant sanctification is the judging by the glory, white throne judgment seat of Christ, which is the glory of God's Word judging your thoughts until you can't think a negative thought because there's constant judgment in there. The sword of the Lord stands up on the inside and judges thoughts judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12, it is written, which is the, the gates of the Garden of Eden, the gates of glory, the gates of heaven, fully formed on the inside. The gates of Zion. God loves the gates of His sons and daughters' spirit life that's judged their soul life, for their thoughts are purified perfectly. These are the gates of Zion that God loves more than any other place. It is written, these are His portals of the third heaven into the earth. This is how the floods come. The floods of unlimited living water will come through only those whose thought life is purely, perfectly judged by getting vulnerable to the judge on the throne, Jesus Christ. And many of them will be given positions as judges, Revelation says. How much judgment does it take in your inner man, which is your thought life, until the judge mantle is just burnt through the inside of you? It's a lot. You have to judge everything in there. Doesn't need to take forever either because God can do a thousand days work in one day for a day is as a thousand years You determine the speed by which you embrace judgment If you're hiding a bunch of crap in your soul and You don't want that much judgment because your whole life be destroyed it might take a while But if you got nothing to lose. You just give your whole soul You can do 30 years work in one hour. and you. because everything in my soul is the manure pile That's what Apostle Paul says in the Bible He came to a place where he judged everything in his soul life a pile of garbage. Refuse means garbage pile. And therefore God could do awesome judgment in his soul very quickly and purify him from being a religious Pharisee and murderer and enemy of Christ to just a really awesome Christian. Quickly because he just gave all those that clung to their life. He said later They're the ones that love the world because they keep the souls intact only the ones that sacrifice their soul Love him. Everyone else is just a talker, but no walker Hallelujah, we need walkie-talkies and not just talkie-talkies walkie-talkies Walk in the walk and talk in the talk and you can talk the talk with your walk in the glory, walking on your flesh and your soul. you have tremendous persecution if you do this. That'd be good for you too. Percy's on the payroll. A lot of the people on their path to maturity, it actually helps them grow because it exposes the works of the devil. The ones that have already rejected their thought life being judged, they get deceived by it, but they're already deceived. Just exposes who's in the enemy's camp and who's loving on Jezebel and who's loving on Jesus. And there's a lot of them in RLM. They're loving on Jezebel. They're all going to get judged. They're choosing the wide path of destruction. Just because they've walked with me one, two, three, five, ten years doesn't mean they're going to walk with God. They're making bad decisions. I see people choosing the devil all the time around this ministry. It never goes well with them. It's ugly stuff, but it comes with the territory. And every apostle in the Bible encountered the same stuff. So you get into the Apostolic, you're getting into the altar, you're getting into the priesthood, and not everyone that says they're going to walk with them, walk with them. You're dealing with all kinds of animal activity. But be of good cheer, because you're sacrificing your own animal, you're constantly encouraged by your own internal sacrifice. So the external stuff that's usually quite depressing, to be honest, pretty sad, It's very ugly. We've seen a lot of betrayal. We've seen a lot of confusion. We've seen a tremendous amount of mental illness, demon possession, and people that will not obey the Holy Ghost and follow the Holy Ghost. It never ends well. It's always pretty sad. But he wants to set you apart from the sorrows of the disobedient and the demon-possessed into a realm of jubilee of the obedient, which is the marriage supper of the Lamb so that the sorrows of the foolish virgins aren't near you, and they're not tolerated by you. And He says, come away into my heart, a safe place from the disobedient Christians, from the lukewarm Christians, from the ones who don't have their thought life judged, who are constantly grieving you and hurting you. He will take you away into a safe place on the wings of the white dove full of silver and gold and gemstone and glory so that in this world you can have a mansion of perfect peace high above all the animal problems and He can lead you when to deal with that stuff so it has very little influence over your life. God can produce a promised land for you in this world. That's one of the most irritating things to the devil is that Jesus Christ and His death and resurrection have prepared paradises, real paradise promised lands not in the third heaven but in the second heaven and the earth and under the earth, fountains in the great deep, not of places of any darkness, of perfected glory of perfected sheepfold for our spirit, soul, mind, and body, our houses, our businesses, our priesthood, our families, our relationships, even for our cities eventually. There will be refuge cities where the whole city is in these paradises that the Lamb of God has produced. But because of wandering stars, not every place is going to be a paradise. Some places will choose hell and it will get darker and darker. Minneapolis is the refuge city. It will get brighter and brighter. The places where the sons of God have been positioned by the Spirit of God will get brighter and brighter. There will be real Goshen's, promised land, cities, realms. It could be in the country, it could be in the cities, wherever the Spirit leads. They need to be Spirit-led, which is the law of the New Covenant. The only law of the New Covenant is be led by the Holy Ghost. And then as you learn to follow Him, you learn to obey Him. And it always gets better the more you learn and obey. We follow the Holy Ghost in anything He's doing every day. Cloud by day, fire by night. The leadership of the Godhead is right. Amen. And that's the Word of God for tonight. Bless you guys. Thank you, Father, for a maturing priesthood in this place. Of people getting burnt up, Excited to work at the altar of their heart they're not sorrowful about burning the animal they're excited about burning the animal this is fun it is fun to be a priest you know my main job is to expound on really the new covenant levitical priesthood the levites which is this altar and all this altar talk and animal talk and crucifying stuff it's all just an expounding on the new covenant priesthood and of the tribe of Levi, and all 12 tribes will be formed in you, because you come into sonship, but this Levi tribe is essential for maturity. <laughs> in fact, all the other realms depend on the priesthood. That's why you're called a royal priesthood, and therefore, since maturing in the priesthood, you become a holy nation, Israel, which means prince with God or sons of God. And that's the only way weos, mature sonship, is formed. So this is very critical to everyone, and I'm very honored to be in this office to teach the priesthood. I don't take this lightly. I know the success of your eternal life depends on it. Depends on the quality and the wisdom of your priesthood, which will be your relationship and obedience to the Holy Spirit and the Living God, and how much of your destiny will get fulfilled in the Book of Life. How much treasure you have in heaven is dependent on how great of a priest you become on earth as it is in heaven. And we're going all the way because there's no cap on it. There's no cap on maturity in Christ. There's no cap on the fire of Christ. He likes the wildfire out of control. Don't think it's seven little candlesticks, seven little golden lampstands. I see seven rivers of rainbow fire going wildly. They can't be controlled by any man's spirit any fallen spirit, any Christian spirit, any angel spirit, nothing can stop. No element can stop this rainbow wildfire glory. It's time for wild rainbow priesthood revival, which simply outflows from a new level of maturity in us believers. And we thank you, Father, for training us in the order of the priesthood of Melchizedek your spirituality in the wisdom of the fire and the glory in the wisdom of your altar and all your altar works the wisdom of faith the wisdom of the Word of God and how the Word is always working and how the Word is superior to all things seen and felt in the natural realm your word is true gemstone wealth for it creates wealth it creates life on earth it's the creator of heaven and earth the word of god is king of kings and lord of lords and we serve your word faithfully in our hearts in our minds in our bodies in our communities with an ever-increasing glory in an ever-increasing accuracy of the ministry of the Word. Amen. Be a blessing to this ministry. Support this ministry, not just with viewership and faith, but also with physical finances. It's important for your participation, whether it be great or small, in the leadership of the Spirit of God in your lives, bring in financial sacrifices into the apostleship, into the tribe of Levi, into the training of the priesthood. To value these things more than silver and gold is a huge test in our young years as priests. May you pass your tests, lose all your greed, lose all the covetousness, lose all the lust in your great sacrifices for Jesus Christ. And let your sacrifices be received by God as a fragrant offering as they're called financial gifts in the book of Acts were called fragrant offerings that rose into the nostrils of God in the Bible this is no small thing God said it was an incense that he accepted and was well pleased with that he moved angels out of heaven into the earth just to bless the people because of their financial giving. In the book of Acts, it is written. May that happen for every one of you as you give into Red Letter Ministries. In Jesus' name, bless you. Amen. And we'll see you tomorrow. Glory. <laughs>
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> i <laughs>